I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly. Whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley. Kesara, Sara. What will be, will be. Kesara, Sara. a routine 1-0 home win, was it? Never mind. K Sarah Sarah. This is Charlton Live. So good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. Coming to you live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendez. I'm going to Wembley. Joining me in the studio here is Mr. Tom Wallin. You're going to Wembley too. I'm going to Wembley as well. Que sera, sera to you as well. Nathan Muller, how you doing? Buzzing. Are you off to Wembley? 
Yeah, I am, baby. Living the oh. dream? Yeah, I'm li- I'll be living the dream on <laughs> Blooming Sunday. I'll oh, know yeah. that for a fact. You'll be there in more than one way as yes. well, won't you? Yeah, yeah, we'll be. More details, <laughs> to, follow. More details to follow later on the show. <laughs> I've dreamt of doing this show for quite a long time. It's the oh. Cholton Live We're Going to Wembley show because Cholton are going to Wembley after a quite remarkable playoff second, semi-final second leg here against Doncaster Rovers on Friday evening. They like to put us through it, don't they? The ringer. I feel like we've got our own Cholton branded ringer that they have to feed all the fans through. We can't have anything nice without paying for it the hard way. Because when you go 1 0 up and you're home, I mean, that was that, that was game over. Game over after one minute. Oh, no, it wasn't. Not the way we do it. Cholton ended up going to Wembley on penalties after a topsy turvy roller coaster playoff semi final here against Doncaster Rovers. We're going to celebrate the fact that Cholton are at Wembley. Uh, we're going to hear the highlights. And I'm telling you now, get the tissues at the ready because uh, because you'll cry, not for the other reason, unless <laughs> the passion takes you. Because but get get the get your, your in case you cry about the because ah oh, Terry and Greg, wow. And uh, so we're going to hear that. We're going to of course hear from uh, Lee Bowyer, the man who's taken us to Wembley for the first time in 21 years. That's an exclusive interview. We've got an interview with Josh Cullen, uh, one of the men who scored in the penalty shootout, one of Charlton's best performers this season. We spoke to him in the tunnel after the game. We've also got a very special exclusive interview with the assistant manager, Mr. Charlton himself, Johnny Jackson, came to speak to me in the tunnel after the game. It's a packed show tonight. I really can't wait to play you all of those interviews. Um, if we've got time, and I did say this to Richard, uh, Richard Wiseman from the Supporters Trust talking about the uh, season ticket survey which is important because there is still stuff going on off the field as well that we need to talk about but we may have to serve that for Thursday because I can see already that so many of you want to have your say this evening you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum there's a thread on there where you can have your say on tonight's show let us know how your emotions were going during that 90 minutes plus extra time, plus penalties on Friday night because I was a mess for long spells of it and I'm just glad that we came out on top. It was a remarkable evening. So if you've had your say, uh, feel free to do so. If you haven't uh, if you haven't yet, uh, make sure you, you message us and we'll read it out on tonight's show again if we have time because so many people want to express their joy that Charlton are going to Wembley. Tom, um, Thursday night show, I think between us we were saying, yeah, you know, if we get an early goal... Sean Newton-esque to 1998, like we did uh, in, in the playoff semi-final against it, so it'll be fine. And for nine minutes, it was. Well, it was, wasn't it? Because we won. <laughs> but uh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Apart from that first minute and that last second, I hated every single minute of Friday. But at the same time, I wouldn't have rather been anywhere else. It was it was everything. As a football fan, you, you want. You got. We had the ups, we had the downs. <clears throat> Like you said, it felt like you'd been in a washing machine or something. You're just kind of thrown around for 120 minutes, and then at the end, that penalty went wide, and and that was it. We were there. Um, yeah, tears uh, flowing. Yep, yep. I, I just didn't move. Just stood there, tried to take it all in. I still don't think I've properly come to terms mm. with it, to be honest with you. Uh, waited, I haven't yet. I haven't waited yet. 21 years yeah. for this. I think it's going to take a little while, but. As you say, going back to the start of the game, we we all just thought, right, get one goal. They're never going to score three here, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not how it turned out, but um, <laughs> the the perfect start and just the noise when that yeah. goal went in, because obviously being full, the place was absolutely rocking. Yeah, oh, what an evening, what an evening it was. And I, I imagine now, when you think about it, like the Sunderland playoff final 21 years ago in 98, a 4-4 draw, and I love that Sky commentator yeah. going 4-4, Charlton have been here before, brilliant, brilliant commentary as well. Um, you know, once you've come out the right end of it, 
then you'll you'll look on that fondly. But I mean, again, I was uh, we, I got up to the Swan. We all got up to the Swan after the game last night, and I was just drained. I just sat in that chair. Weirdly watching Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze playing, uh, playing pool on the pool table. But I was just, uh, I could barely speak. I was chatting to my friends. So I, I had one little sing song and I was just drained because it was it was a remarkable evening and to set up another game with Sunderland. I mean, this club does fate, doesn't it? This club loves fate. And to set up another one with Sunderland, whatever happens, it's a remarkable coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a surreal uh, situation. I was on... Um the Roka Report, which is Sunderland's podcast, back in August before Turncoat. before yeah. we <laughs> before well, we just go support Sunderland if you <laughs> love them so much. <laughs> before we played them back in um, obviously first game of the season, and then I well we I predicted that we'd have them in the playoffs in the final, <laughs> um, but I won't tell you what I also said as well <laughs> just in case it happens. But listen, I mean it's you, I said they win on penalties just yeah. to fight. You say, well, you say that now we can because on first oh, yeah, show as well we were talk, you were talking about penalties and then you wouldn't say who you thought would miss mm. but off, uh, off air you told us after you told us you thought Christian Bielik would yeah. be missing so luckily he got injured towards the end Steve Brown suggested he might have had penalty-itis but I think he was genuinely <laughs> genuinely <laughs> interested right. up, look I know why a lot of people are listening right now because they want to hear the, uh, they've got the tissues at the ready again, hopefully for the right reasons. Um, but they want to hear the, the commentary highlights from uh, from Friday night's game uh, on Valley Pass. Your commentators and what a job they did is Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Cullen and Arebo over this. It's about uh, five or six yards outside the left edge of the, char- of the uh, Doncaster penalty area, heading towards the covered in left side. Waiting for the referee's ruling. Cullen goes on a run. Arebo just stalls. The run is at a decoy. Cullen now knocks it in. Billy Gwinnett! Yeah! 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 Mr. Billy puts John in front of the tie and 3 1 up in the. What aggregate! What the perfect start! It was a little decoy run from Josh Cullen. Doncaster fell for it. A dink ball to the edge of the six yard box. Christian Billy got here first. And Marco Morosi had no chance in keeping it out. Well, that's the start Charlton wanted. A superb training ground drill. Credit to the coaching staff for that one. We saw that Arriba was never going to take that. Column of a decoy came back, chipped it in. Doncaster was slow to react. And Christian Billick, the Arsenal loanee, rose highest and heads home for the Addicts. What a start. The atmosphere is electric. This place is bouncing. Downing for Doncaster in the centre circle on the plus side Charlton 1-0 up slightly negative as we've got another 80 minutes so I'll break away as uh, Doncaster break and they score Tommy Rowe in the penalty area Charlton fall asleep give the ball away and it's 1-1 on the night yeah very sloppy from the defence there they, they seem to split no one followed the run of Rowe got a little bit lucky with the way the ball fell to him and a good powerful strike past Dylan Phillips and out of nothing, Doncaster have an equaliser. Charlton still with the one goal advantage, but that's just... <coughs> a little bit of nerves down the Charlton team. I did think it at the time. As the corner comes in, it's a deep one. Bauer beaten to it. It's a goal. Butler beats Bauer to the ball and heads it in. 2-1 uh, on the night, 3 all. It's just a simple corner to the back post. Butler getting ahead of Bauer. Just a simple knockdown and Doncaster level. On the, well, they're winning on the night, but level on the tight. 
Now Charl needs to go again towards Parker. And there is the final whistle. And it's finished 2-1 here at full time. 3-3 on aggregate in the time we go to extra time. And Doncaster can break away with May. May's got Wilkes to his right. Wilkes towards the corner of the penalty area. Nabisar across trying to stop him getting on his left. Cuts across with his right. It's a free header. And Doncaster take the lead with Marquis. They just totally switched off the addicts. A quick counter-attack. Alfie May bringing the ball forward. Bowers out of position, trying to close him down. May drove with it, found Wilkes. Wilkes cut inside onto his right foot, ball across goal. And Marquis with an absolute free header. No offside. And Doncaster, for the first time in this tie, have the lead. Still a lot of football to be played. And if you've watched any sort of football over the last few weeks, believe in me, this is far from over. Body bloke, the Charlton, switching off, thinking they had Doncaster on the ropes. But it was the away side that hit Charlton on the break. Nobody followed Marquis into the box. As I said, Terry, though, there is still plenty of time and I won't feel that way. We've got, what, 20 minutes? Restart. Williams, oh, he's taken out again. This time. I want to see who that was, actually. Charlton take it quickly anyway, it doesn't matter. It's out to Dick Still. Dick Still down the line into Taylor. Taylor goes past his man, ball into the box. Oh, it's squared across. Yes! Oh, that to squeeze it into the net. Charlton back on level terms within a minute. That's the perfect response. We go again. Darren Bradley just nudging the ball home. I talked about the balls in the box, not quite finding the man. That one did. I told you this game wasn't over. It's far from over. It's... Square again, 3 2 on the night, 4 4 on Agri. Goes back to Nabi Sar. Sar, one last launch forward perhaps, no. chips it towards. No, there is the final whistle. We're in the penalties. Chris Solik has the honour. Rossi taking his time to get back, trying to play as many mind games as he can. Chris Solly steps forward. Strikes it into yes, the second corner. Cholner the first on. one. There's your captain. Dispatch. Keeper dive to his right. Solly the other way. Now for Dylan Phillips to try and step up for Charlton Whiteman to take. Into the roof of the net, it's 1-0. He does the old finger on his lips nonsense. Yeah, good penalty. Very, very good penalty. The way he ran up to the ball as well, he just ran up straight away. Dispatched. Phillips had no chance. Josh Collins turn. Josh Collins. Strides forward. Shoots it left and <laughs> Come on. Dribbles into the right-hand corner. And Charlton, 2-1. <laughs>
sigh of relief there from Josh Cullen blows his cheeks. But I think he was waiting for the goalkeeper to move, so it didn't matter how much, how he caught in the end. Well done, Josh. Sadly up for Doncaster. Doesn't look confident here, Sadler. He looks nervous. Takes it all just over Dylan Phillips's outstretched arm and into the right-hand corner. Again, he just with, hit the hit that very, very well. Nowhere near Dylan Phillips. Lyle Taylor strides forward. Tall on penalties. Morosi taking his time again. Val Taylor. With that slow build-up. Takes it into the bottom right-hand corner. Again, Charlton have the lead. Confident sap from low. I thought he might change his run-up. Keeper didn't really move, which made it even difficult for him. That slow run-up that he does, he waits for the keeper to move. And he did in the end. And now it's Crawford, Crawford. for Doncaster. The third penalty of Doncaster. Oh, into the roof of the net. To the left of Dylan Phillips. We're play. all square again. Fair play to Doncaster. Their three penalties have been outstanding. Rebo's turn. Joe Rebo. Steps forward, takes it, calmly places it into the left side of the keeper to his right. Charlton are back in front again. Well done, Joe. There's someone who will probably be playing at a high level one day. I might have to play in a penalty shootout in a high division. That'll give him a good experience. This is Hopefully a huge penalty. Won. It's Marquee. For Doncaster, he steps forward. And yeah! He saved it! Come on! Come on! Phillips! Come as on! His left hand side and blocked the marquee penalty. And Nabi Sar will stride forward. And can he put Charlton in the playoff final? Nebisar to take the fifth penalty. Marquee got booked in the process. Nebisar steps forward. Oh, and he's oh. safe. Can this get any worse? Oh, the emotions. Dylan saves this, though. It's Rowe for Doncaster. He steps forward. 
What an evening, what an evening, what a topsy-turvy game, what a start, what a horrible 80 minutes after that, what an incredible period of extra time, what a night for Tommy Rowe to finally graduate from the Michael Gray School of Penalty Taking. (laughs) (laughs) That was just incredible, well done uh, to to Terry and Greg. I was going to say for keeping it together, but they didn't, but who cares, because that is exactly how we all were. in those stands and in some cases on that pitch as well when that when that penalty f- went wide from from row and we're in the Wembley final tom can you uh describe your feelings when that penalty went wide uh no not really i um stand behind that goal and there was obviously low you can hear it there the booing the whistling the jeering the the dancing waving just anything to put the the penalty taker off and and it went wide and obviously everyone went mad and all I remember is I just I just stood there, just stood completely still, trying to just just take in what had happened and people running on the pitch and everything. I must have stood there for it felt like about twenty minutes. Um, and then when one of the long Lyle Taylor took on his run up, yeah, about the same. And then uh, LA 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 started, and then I, I sort of caught up with everyone. Was like, oh my god, we've we've done this. But it was just, I mean, I've watched those the little eight minute clip that Sky put out of the highlights back probably five six times this weekend. I still can't quite. It makes me nervous watching it back every single time. There are so many emotions and so many extreme emotions over the course of, what, just over two hours, two and a half hours, and I just don't think I've processed it yet at all. Um, it was just just an incredibly special night in the end, but as I said earlier, one that I, I hated for the majority of it, but that moment then when, when I finally realised and, and could accept that we, we'd made it was just, just unbelievable. It's, it's one of those nights where... It felt like that at almost every turn we weren't going to win because you know obviously we got that opening goal. It was a brilliant moment. The noise in the valley has been mentioned already because to see it fall like that and to see how loud those supporters were in the covered end, in the east stand, in the west stand, and in half of the Jimmy Seed stand, uh, and to hear them erupt when when Billick powered that header in. But like I say, I'd say first ten minutes we were on top. But as soon as that. Uh, as Rowe ironically got his goal that sort of came out of nowhere mm. then we panicked and we panicked big time and t- to finally come through the other side of that to show that character uh, Big Pratters coming on and, and scoring that goal 20 seconds after the restart uh, following the Millwall boys goal um, for, for for Doncaster that finally put them ahead in, on the in, you know, in the tie and then t- even to get to the penalty shootout and to have a penalty to win it with Naby Sarr and there was a lot of headlines getting ready to be written there considering you know his own personal battle here at this club to you know from from where he started to where he is now and it could have been the the ultimate redemption almost for him to <laughs> to miss it but then for us to still go through it's one of those things like it's so hard to. Uh, 
Why did Charlton do this? Why can't Why can't we just be like Man City and go and win Cup Finals six nil? But uh, you, you wouldn't change it for the world, would you know? No, I mean I was just thinking um, in those highlights. Just the, the I mean, we even if I fast uh, rewind back to two o'clock when I met Tom in the Thameside Inn for a beer, and we said, and I said, person to be fair, I said if we get an early goal, you know, I'll be comfortable. Yeah. Game's over, dead, lovely. And then we get an early goal, and then you go from being the jubilant thinking, yeah, Wembley, and then nine minutes later, then they get one back, and then they, and then you think you're going Wembley, we're going to hold on the last two minutes, and they score, and you're like, oh no, and then they score again in extra time, and then you score, and then the penalty, and it was just like, <laughs> literally, I don't think I could go through that anymore. Like, I just want like a one nil win at Wembley if possible. Scan. You know, like, you off, know that is not going <laughs> to happen. You know, there's no, there's no way Piercy's on God's earth, there's no way on God's <laughs> earth that Piercy's going to score with his bum cheek and we're going to win one nil. It's going to be. It's going to be horrible if if we win, if we don't win, whatever happens, it's going to be absolutely horrible and we all can't wait to be there. Yorkshire Addicts uh, tweeted in saying that they did have their tissues at the ready for the highlights. I hope you've cleaned up after yourself now and uh, enjoyed that for, 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 for what it was. Um, the, the, I mean, we need to talk about the performance, really. I know we don't want to, but... It was nervy. It was rushed. We were pressed. Uh, we were pressed higher by Doncaster. We couldn't settle on the ball. Um, we weren't our usual selves. And again, there, there's so many, so many similarities with that 1998 playoff final. Obviously, this is a semi-final, but the final where we were a team that hadn't conceded in eight games. You go one nil up. You're expecting that to be that, but it, it, that just doesn't happen. The, the playoffs are a magical beast mm. because I mean. And not just our game this week. I mean, we're probably. I mean, our game was crazy, but we're probably not even the best game in the playoffs yeah. this week. I think Leeds Derby probably probably uh, tips it. But I mean, they nothing ever go. It, it's because you're going for broke. This is the end of the season. You know what's at stake. Everything, form, quality, everything goes out the window. It's, it's time to step up, isn't it? No, that's, that's what they say. But the thing is, like. Every other team that was playing at home in the second leg has gone out, and <laughs> look how much we've had yeah. to go through just to get through. Like buck the trend, yeah. And it, it's been <coughs> just watching all the others, knowing ours was going to be the very last one. It's been horrific because you see one team go out, then another go out, then another, and you're like, "That's that's us. We're the home side. We've got this amazing record at home. We've scored all these goals at home. We've conceded almost nothing. We've we've gone this. We've done this." Everything, we said it on Thursday show, logically, everything tells us that that should have been a routine result for us. And uh, and we have to, to, even just for a couple of minutes, give credit to Doncaster for the way they played. Because you said it there, they, they pressed us, they harassed us. And sure, our players were nervous because of the big occasion, because the cameras were here, because the stadium was full. Very different to any game they'll have played here all season. But at the same time, Doncaster stepped up to that and thrived off that. And you have to give them credit for the way they performed because they stopped us playing and they're probably the only team here that you would say had done that because I know we lost to Coventry and Peterborough, but uh, they, that was completely different. And But at the same time, we had those players, the likes of Josh Cullen, who has been through the playoffs before, the likes of Prattley, who, you know, my, I've made my thoughts throughout the year clear. He was immense on Friday, absolutely immense when he came on. Those players like that, who had that little bit of either experience or quality or class, just to calm everyone down when we needed and. Even when we were 3-1 down, okay, it was only for however long it was. But you could see, even on the replays, a couple of the players just kind of like calming people down and being like, right, we go again. And it's therefore no no surprise when only, well, as I say, like a minute later, we're, we're back 3-2. Uh, so 
yeah, it it wasn't a brilliant performance. We we were poor really overall, but we got the job done. And and as you said, then everyone's going for broke, and the only thing that really matters is the result. Mm, it was an incredible evening. Th nineteen ninety five said yesterday they were looking forward to hearing uh, the highlights and and uh, was predicting some high pitched squealing noises. And I think we got that uh, in abundance from 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 Greg and Terry there. And you can hear, I mean, you can hear Terry. It's clearly, it's clearly got, uh, it's clearly choked up at that at that final you know penalty miss. Uh, and and I, I've always liked to think that once you've been there and seen it all, as Terry obviously has since the, the club was first formed in 1905. <laughs> after a while, after a while, it would it would you'd be able to take things in your stride. But I mean, it's just it's just the same as the rest of us. It's it it's incredible the way that you know. And, and we we will talk about how everything off the field is terrible, and we've talked about it all season. But when everything comes together on the field with a team you love, a manager you love, a coaching staff you love. And you see them achieve something, you know, even if they did make it slightly difficult for themselves, in, 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 in a way, it makes you even more proud to see the fact that they, you know, yeah, they've got quality, we know that. Yeah, they've been consistent, we know that. But yeah, they can battle as well. And it, it does choke, I was choked up at full time. I, I don't think I've met anyone who, who hasn't said <coughs> they didn't shed a little tear when, when we got to Wembley. Yeah, no, and that's, I think, what you were saying in terms of... Um I think we've had a lot of hap- that's happened to um, to this club in the last few years, and uh, I think it was just a sense of relief yesterday, as well as the game. Obviously, the game didn't help being it as well it was, but I just think it was a sense of relief um, that uh, at last we've got something we can grasp to, or something that we can cling on to at the moment, and we're riding that wave, and and long may it continue. But listen, I mean, like Tom said earlier, the atmosphere in that stadium it reminded me of. The old Premiership mm. days, and I'm talking yeah. when we had Palace at home, when we sent them down, those sort of games. That's what it reminded me of, and it was it was surreal to see because it's a shame because that's what I'd want it to be like every every Saturday or Tuesday, Saturday Tuesday. <laughs> but you know, it's it's not, and and it was great to see a lot of old faces that weren't there, and a lot of, a lot of my friends returned, and it was great. And listen, I'm just hoping we can do it one more time on Sunday yeah. just to. Um, just to finish off a, a great season. I said it before the game as well that everyone's aware of what this summer might bring and the, and the issues that we might have whatever league we're in next year. But these couple of games have just been about ignoring all of that. And I think I use the word suspending disbelief. Just forget all of that because we've got a moment to really enjoy the club as we know it. And and that's what, for me, Friday was all about. As you say, the, the Valley full like the Premier League days, a, a team we love, a manager we love, an assistant manager we love. There's such a community around here now. And it was almost like... Do you know what? Whoever it, the owner is, let's just forget about him for a minute. He doesn't. He doesn't matter. And let's just enjoy what we've got. And and that's how it felt. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a special. It's, night. It's, it's one of those games where the day after you're making sure you're sticking on a Charlton shirt and walking around yeah. town because I, I I don't really wear football shirts at home, but I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing a Charlton shirt now and I wore one yesterday. Uh, you know, to just to walk into town because you want to see people proud of, of a Charlton shirt, but also because uh, John Marquis's family. I don't know if they still do, but they definitely did live in West Wickham, where I live. So I thought, imagine if I bump into him, that'd be so funny in my championship. But, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but yeah, CFC Jim B said it was it was an eventful game, but not enjoyable until they missed the penalty. That is, I hated every minute apart from the first one. Even when Pratt has scored, I didn't think we'd gone to win. To be fair, because I am very pessimistic. But I hated every minute of it. I spent the majority of the game with my head in my hands because it was horrible. And like I say, I mean, that's what you've got to do to get promoted. You've got to go through horrible, tense games. But it w- was a difficult evening to watch. You know, Doncaster, and I, I think I said this on, I might have said it on Thursday's show, but 
when when they have their tails up, they have this incredible. I call it, I'd call it like a swarming mentality. Like they can really put you on the back foot, and we saw it pressing up, especially when they know they haven't got anything to lose. They they're, they're a goal behind. Um, they, they can really put you under pressure. Both both away games we've had with Doncaster this season, so the league game where they scored with 15 minutes left, and it was quite a difficult last 15 minutes, and obviously the playoff game where they scored with three minutes left, but you know forced a, a mistake from Billick for a corner, put us on the back foot. I mean, they, they have this way. I mean, they're a great team, Doncaster. And I, I would take my hat off to them if I was wearing one because I thought they really played a part. Tom's taking his hat off. Save me a job there. Uh, I thought they, they really played a part, and their fans will be proud as well because, because of what they've seen. And, and obviously, we know that both went into their, their dressing room to congratulate them. So I feel, you know, I, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for them because I don't care really because I'm glad that Charlton got to Wembley. But I, they certainly played their part. Um, and uh, I could see if they can get some, you know, if they could get Wilkes back on loan next season, I could see them being up there uh, next year. So, but let's say it again, it, it was horrible. It was horrible to watch. Um, and I just wonder, and it's, it's it's funny how we say this now, but obviously massive crowd and it was great to see the, the Valley packed and the atmosphere was sensational. But when you are under a little bit of a pressure, a little bit on the back foot, it's almost crazy how a big crowd, you know, when, when it's just one man and his dog groaning a pass that hasn't quite gone the right way. When there's 25,000 men and presumably more dogs um, <laughs> groaning, it, it, can, it might even, do you reckon that puts a little bit more pressure on the players? Uh, it might do, and I think I'll echo what BU both say. I think they're very good. Um, I think Tommy Rowe coming into the side, it, we couldn't really cope with no. those, with Tommy Rowe coming just off Marquise, and you've got Malik and Wilkes and Cobb dropping into the spaces which he was doing on the previous Sunday. So, but and then and then but the problem I found it, it, it seemed like first ten minutes we were fine, we scored. Then they, then Tommy Rowe scored, and then I think the players started to panic. Mm. I think uh, Lyle, I don't know, he might have been told, but he started drifting too much out wide and concentrating on Danny Andrew to stop him going forward. So then when we got the ball, the ball was going direct to Josh Parker and it wasn't really sticking. So he was inviting pressure on ourselves. So even though I think that probably the crowd may have played a part to passing off that nervous energy, it was, you know, it was partly due to the players as well. But... I think you're always going to get that at home, but I did think we sat back a bit too deep and invited it on too much, <coughs> considering how long we had left in the game. Yeah, um, obviously, when when you're going through a night like we did have on Friday night, you're going to have your heroes. Mm. Um, so obviously, Prattley scoring that vital goal, but you know, we like we you know we we know what Prattley's about. We, we've we've never said we we don't know what he's about, but we we've, we've said at times, you know, tactically you wouldn't have him in the mm. team, but he was perfect. He was perfect when he came on uh, on, uh, on on Friday evening, but. Uh, someone who I think this show is a massive fan of and has been for a long time and I'm so so pleased that Dylan Phillips had a moment to uh, you know to win the game for Charlton to save a penalty from John Marquis of all people yeah. West Wickham born the only failure to come out of West Wickham in my experience <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah it was uh, obviously not the end of the season yet so I wouldn't say a perfect end to the season but just a perfect moment for him because I don't. It doesn't feel like anyone's worked harder than him to prove himself and to show that he's worthy of of playing in this team. Um, and obviously, at the start of the season, he he had his chance and then lost his chance and then had his chance again. And and he's kept it and deservedly so. And when Maxwell came in, we were we were worried because he came in with a fairly good reputation, particularly at this level, and he hasn't had a sniff. Uh, and that's because of of Dills. Uh, he's been he's been brilliant and. The clean sheets, yes, the defence play their part, but so does he. He mm. has to marshal those players. He's made some some crucial saves game after game after game. And 
He just looks, I mean, everyone's seen the video, I'm sure, of the dressing room after. He just looks like such a great character to have around that team as well. Mm. He just thoroughly deserved it. And yeah, I was so pleased for him to get that save. And okay, he didn't save the last one, but he played a vital part in that shootout. And the celebrations at the end were just We've seen the close-up video of him saying, don't miss, don't miss, don't (laughs) miss to the Doncaster uh, striker as well. It was strangely poetic that the the player that was keeping him out at the start of the season in Jed Steer saved penalties in a different playoff semi-final to to, to get Aston Villa to Wembley as well. So well well done to Jed as well. Um, I did say there that John Marquis was West Wickham-born. He's not actually West Wickham-born. He moved to West Wickham. He's down and born, so there's two failures to come out of Downham, isn't there, Nathan? I don't know, no. Nathan was born in Downham. Um, Ollie tweeted in saying, speechless, exe- uh, excessive blood pressure, excessive heart rate. I felt the agony and the ecstasy that game summed up in one paragraph. Can't wait for Wembley uh, to, to try and get the job done. Cliff Scales says, that game was unbelievable, was emotionally and physically drained afterwards. Uh, the playoffs never ceased to amaze me. When we got the early goal, I was like, yep, we're done here, but no. And uh, what followed, you couldn't make it up. During the penalties, I was all over the place and lost uh, of what was going on. When Naby missed and then Roe missed, for some reason, I thought we had to score again, but soon realised uh, we'd won when everyone going round, uh, going mad around me. Just an unbelievable night. Next stop is Wembley. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who lost track of the penalties I mean I was I was writing it down so I knew it was going on um, but there's a lot of people there uh, who, who it took them a couple of seconds to realise that we had won which is quite funny uh, to see I've got plenty more tweets coming up but I think we need to hear from the man as mastermind uh, masterminded our first trip to Wembley in 21 years Lee Boyer came to speak to Terry who had regained himself uh, <laughs> regained his composure thankfully uh, by the time Bose came in to speak to him and Terry asked him how 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 would you sum that game up, Lebo? Yeah, I would describe it as eventful. <laughs> um, from start to finish, I thought it was a good game. Two good teams. Uh, I said before the game on the telly that you've got two good teams that want to play football and will give everything. And I don't think we disappointed. Um, I thought Duncastle. Like, I just went into their their players and staff. Just went into their dressing room and, and said like. You should be proud of yourself. You know, you, you put up a hell of a fight tonight. Um, so you didn't go your way, but the, the football club should be proud of them and they should be proud of themselves. And, and so should our lads. I said the same to our lads. The performance they've just put in there was, was unreal. They just don't lie down. They just keep going and going and going. And they're machines, you know. They have that, that winning spirit and that fight. And, and I said that the, the group we have is a unique group. They're togetherness and everything gets you through things like that and, and with the the, the the place bouncing the way it was the fans were unreal like we, we went behind and then in injury time uh, not injury time in, in, in extra time and then they're just still singing 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 boom we score like they, they don't it's, it's just frightening but for me what a special night a very special and forgive the throat but a very special night indeed started superbly uh, bit again on the end of that uh, what looked like a worked free kick yeah. uh, perfect start within three minutes we're, uh, we're one up in front of the cover end you think and, and as you said bouncing you're thinking we, we're going to go on here yeah. but you've got to give credit to Doncaster they came straight back at us yeah very good they was, they was good I thought they, they caused us problems they've got players I said they've got players that can hurt you you know but we had to keep fighting and, and, and competing but when Prattley come on with his experience, you know, like, I thought he'd done very good. Um, but, yeah, a couple of things went against us, I thought, on the night, just before they scored. At the end of the game, Lowell went through with a keeper and he was onside. 
They assumed, I, I guess, that um, um, Josh Park reflected onto him, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know what it, what it was, but he, he was an offside. And then they go up the other end and score. Like, big decisions, you know? Change games. So much at stake, and, and the players are giving so much. And, and then you get something like that wrong. It, it disappoints me on a, on a big big event, like a big night like tonight. But uh, quite easy for the players to dwell on it. Um, you know, when we, as you say, when we went down in, in extra time, uh, you then look back at the handball shout as well, and you start looking at decisions that may have gone against us. And you're thinking these have come back to bite us, but it was two, two handballs. Yeah. One he come and dived in front yeah. of it and blocked it from five yards away. But he's saying he's too close. He wasn't. He was five yards away, and then the other one he just. But that's what I mean. Big decisions, but we we ain't been getting them all year, all season. We ain't. <laughs> Storing them up for next week. Oh, well, we need something to go our way, like a big decision like that. But listen, it is, it is what it is. But I'm just so proud of them, and they're proud of like to, the football club should be proud of them because they, they've given everything, you know. I bet uh, in in a time when they're, uh, they're looking at uh, uh, similarities between now and 21 years ago, playing Sunderland again, it was 4-4 again, it was uh, all this. All this I bet you're glad it didn't go 7-6 penalties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of our lads didn't really want to take one, so I'm glad it didn't go that far. Uh, so, yeah, and again, to have the, the, the bravery to step up and take one in front of the full house and real men stepped up there tonight and, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of them. I told them I love them all. Like they're, they're, they've given me everything every every day in training and in every game. They give me everything, you know. They're, they're, they're a special bunch. I've got to say there was a momentary pause up uh, up in certainly in my position anyway. When uh, uh, when I think it was Roe, wasn't it? Missed missed their penalty. I just in my head thought we were going to take another one. We had to take another one. Yeah. Uh, but the the way the crowd does react and jumped over everybody. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's, 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 moments like this don't come around that often. No, and, and we have to enjoy these moments, you know. It's been been a lot of negativity said about this club over the last few years and um and now there's a lot of positive and, and we've we've turned that around you know that's, that's hard work and, and bringing everybody together as players fans you know and, and all the staff and and for me that alone is an achievement and now we've got Wembley to add to that so it's not done it's going to be tough but we have a group of players and, and a group of fans they keep coming together like that. Let's see how far it takes us. Well, you've got to go into the main uh, press conference in a second. You're bound to get told uh, you've still got one game to go. Can you, are you going to concentrate on that? Don't listen to him. Just enjoy tonight. Yeah, yeah. I have to, <laughs> have to enjoy tonight because, like I said, there, there's not many times you get to play at Wembley. I only got to play once in, in my whole career. So these lads are about to do it and there's a lot of young lads in there. Well, whatever happens next week, um, congratulations on tonight. Congratulations for bringing that uh, fan base back together again. Uh, you and the team, it's uh, its just inspirational to watch. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. towards Vettikali it's actually Evans who's off the pitch momentarily for Portsmouth Vettikali on the left hand side thinks about a cross it's been held up by Burgess ball inside finds a Rebo Rebo early Ooh. cross comes towards Reese. can he get on the end of it Reese across to Taylor yes come on Jordan make it too Lowell Taylor getting the goal that he wanted great endeavour from Ben Reese just to stay with the ball and just toe poke it in the way of Lyle Taylor, who had an open goal and couldn't miss, and Charlton restore their lead. The 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There we go, just some mascots there on the end of uh, of the Lee Bowyer interview. It must have been a very special night for them as well. Um, <laughs> Lee Bowyer's... The the straightest talking person you're ever going to. I love the one on on Sky where where, where the fella asks him, uh, you know how 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 do you how do you get promoted now? And he goes win the game. <laughs> but you know Terry asked him um, how would he describe the evening? And he went eventful, and uh, he's not wrong there, is he? Um, what a job! What a job he's done! Um, and incredible to see the playoff crowd this year compared to last year because there's something like a 13,000 difference you know effective almost doubled the crowd from from the last year playoff semi-final against Shrewsbury and you know it's, it's nothing to do with the ownership because that that situation is even worse if anything so it is purely the Bowyer effect and it's it's almost hard to I mean, you have people outside asking trying to trying to ask me you know what's what's different of the boycott stop I said not really but people it's it's hard to explain what the bowyer effect is but it puts bums on seats it's also hard to find enough words of praise to sum up the job he's done because you have to go to songs of praise yeah not just not just on the pitch but you think back to that first day at Sunderland, we didn't even have a full bench. We had Prattley, who wasn't even fit for that game, having to play. You had George Lapsley having to play, and we'd only really previously seen him in that little cameo, one or two performances, and we were a bit nervous about him. Then we lose in the last minute, and you think, right, where is this season going? And from there, the the signings that him and, and Jacko and Gallon have made, the the atmosphere that he's managed to create and the, the fans he's managed to galvanise, the performance, the style of football, the goals, everything. It, it comes down to to him and and his staff, as as he'll be quick to mention as well. The the backroom staff, and I said it earlier. It's almost as if we've we've just forgotten about the owner. He's still who he is, and he's still his problem. But and while he's just letting Boya get on with it, granted with about fifty quid in his pocket, Boya is working absolute miracles. We've said it time and time and time again, and. Uh, who knows what's going to happen next week, but there is not not enough praise I can give him for the work he's done because by far and away, this has been my favourite season following the club. And obviously, we've had bigger successes. We've had Premier League years. We had the, the year under Powell, but I don't think I've enjoyed coming down here as much as I have this year. And that says a lot, given everything that's going on behind the scenes. And for me, the majority of that is down to Boyer and his staff. 
Let's get that contract sorted sooner rather than later, Nath, because sure, I mean, I know Bayer seems fairly comfortable it'll get sorted, um, but if he takes a Charlton team on a shoestring budget into the championship, I mean, other teams are going to take notice. There's teams out there who need managers. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the disappointing thing about the contract is that he's built such a good nucleus of players now. Um, and, you know, if we do go up... Uh, and we do manage to keep some of the players like the Cullens and Billicks and then with a sprinkling of other players, you've, I think we'll be quite competitive. And, and the same, you'd think, if, 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 you know, if we didn't manage to go up, we've, again, we've got a good nucleus players. Um, we won't be able to keep the likes of, I don't think, Billick, Cullen and Taylor. Um, but you've got a good nucleus of players now and a, and a brand and an identity of football that we've not had for a while. So I just think it's, it feels like it's a bit of a waste um, if he doesn't get this contract that he so far really deserves and I can't really add anything to what Tom was saying in terms of all the sort of compliments that we can give him um, because him and the team have done tremendous and it's just a, it's just a shame that it could end yeah, well hopefully it doesn't but if it if it does it's just a, such a waste of of when you look of how far we've come from August there's no one more deserving, is there, to be leading the team out of Wembley, though? And that's, you know, uh, he, he mentions in his interview he only got to play there once himself. So to, to lead out a team as a manager at Wembley is, is the highest praise you can get in, in, in the club game. And, and you know, he, you know I, I feel like as a fan base, we deserve a day like mm. like that. But as a manager, you know, a manager in his first full season who's, who's performed miracles like that, he deserves to, to have that accolade of, of leading the team out of the national stadium. Yeah, and it makes a statement, doesn't it? Because... There are plenty of managers who are far longer in the tooth than he is who, who've never got there. And it shows, again, the work he's done on on a shoestring budget. And I'm sure there'll be no one prouder than him when he walks out of that tunnel next weekend. But again, it's just it's just such so deserved for, for everything that he's done. And you go back to the contract there. I mean, it's mad that we've got a manager who has taken us with no money to Wembley and he's still having to negotiate over a contract but again I go back to the fact that for this next week and for the last week I'm forgetting all about all of that and I'm just going to enjoy this ride and whatever happens next week we can deal with that over the summer because it's going to be a long boring summer without any football so yeah that means World Cup <laughs> of course what what will be will be as uh as the song says but um yeah, for me, it'd just be great to see him lead those players out next week. Dan Farmer said he felt excited when we scored, but then the nerves kicked in when they did. Uh, extra time was worried, and then when they scored to go in front, I was thinking, we haven't got a goal in us, but then Prattley pops up with a goal, <coughs> and it's game on. He said he could hardly watch uh, the, the penalties. Uh, Bob Liscombe just tweeted in, actually. It's a, a fair question. What happened with the argument over the penalties? So, so as we normally... So I watched the game, the Aston Villa-West uh, West Brom game. Uh, and when it was time for the penalty shootout to be done, they had two tosses of the coin um, to find out, A, which end it would be taken out, and B, uh, who would go first. Now, it was clearly in our game, you, you saw two police match commanders walking onto the on, onto the field of play, then telling the ref that the penalties will be taken down at the covered end. And Sky said there was some sort of safety concerns. Now, I, I didn't actually, I wasn't really looking at the line between the, the Doncaster fans and the Charlton fans, but apparently there was some argy-bargy or arguing or something over that line for for long spells of the game. So, But I, I'm still slightly confused how taking the penalties down the different end makes any difference to that, personally. But I ain't going to complain. I mean, did, uh, Dylan said in, in a press conference after, look, we had home advantage, so why shouldn't we get to take it at our home end? 
Um, although there were a few Doncaster fans slightly upset they didn't get Do you think that makes much of a difference what end they get taken at? I mean, Tom did say um, there was a, a raucous atmosphere behind the goal in the covered end. Yeah, I, I think it does. Um, but I agree with Dills. I think if you're at home and you know you finish 15 points ahead of someone and you get the second leg, yeah. uh, second legs at your home ground, then I think by, that's, the whole, that's the whole point. It's, it's like, you can't just say, oh... Um, you can't start introducing away goals depending on the first first leg result or anything. It's just it is the way it is. And um, if, if the police have said that, you know, it's a safety concern. I agree with everything the police say. So um, mm. I, I agree on that, that situation. That was part of your bail returns, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, David Lech, uh, Lechford said he was happy at one nil, angry at one all. Ang- uh, sorry, happy at one nil, okay at one all, then angry at two one, very upset at three one, happy at three two, and very emotional after the pen. So thank you for very literally <laughs> telling us how you were feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think yeah. I don't think I was that happy at three two to be honest, because I still thought we'd go, go lose because I sound very pessimistic. Uh, Bill uh, Greenall says he's used to Charlton putting us through the ringer, so it was expected, but it was still. Uh, brilliant. Uh, James Franklin said, big shout out to the guy who was late boarding my flight from Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday. Meant I couldn't finish watching the penalty shoot. Oh, meant I could finish watching the penalty shootout before we taxied. Feeling good about the final. I just hope that Duchatelet stays away from Wembley. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, imagine. You imagine if he comes no out. the director's box. Mate, yeah. Imagine if we actually win it and he goes like he wants to collect the trophy. <laughs> He's like, move that away. Yeah. Move that away, Boya. I'm, I'm going up here. Try, trying, trying to sit in the EFL <laughs> seats or something as well. Uh, London Geezer said, after giving them the runaround in the first leg, Doncaster nullified Taylor as an attacking threat. They bullied him, upset him, and uh, do that, and he whinges, complains, and then he's off his game. His best work was defensively. Yeah, I mean... I don't think Taylor had his best game. Certainly, he didn't he didn't see much of the ball up top, but he was tracking back and winning winning tackles quite a lot, which, which helps in again in that sort of game. He was he was funny after the game actually because I was in the tunnel getting interviews and stuff, and he came out of the dressing room and he just sort of shouted across to me. He sort of said hello, and I just went, I just shook my head at him, and he went, yeah, no, sorry, to <laughs> something like that. It was. Yeah, crazy game. Uh, Jack says, uh, after we scored, we fell asleep. Uh, but it was a great game and we deserve to win what this club has had to put up uh, with the owner. Bring on Sunderland. Um, right, I think we should have another interview now because we've got wall-to-wall interviews on the show this evening. Josh Cullen, of course, on loan from Bradford City. He's been there and he's done that before with Bradford. He's got to the playoff final, but what he hasn't done is won it. They lost to Millwall uh, that day a couple of years ago. But anyway, he came into the, the tunnel, spoke to myself and to uh, the Moose from Talksport. It was... Uh, Good friend, Moose. M- milling around, yeah. He was uh, awesome. moosing around in the tunnel. Uh, and uh, yeah, we asked Josh Cullen what he made of the game on uh, Friday evening. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose that's a way to sum it up. Unbelievable. Um, didn't do it the easy way. Done it the hard way, but we're there. Um, and that's all that matters. If you would have said to us um, at the start of the night that we'd win on penalties and go through, we would have said, yeah, we'll take that. So wasn't our best performance, wasn't pretty at times, but we're there and, and, and you've got to be in it to win it. So, so we'll be there next week. Especially when after two minutes you float that free kick in and it's... Head in the back of the net, it looked done and dusted. Yeah, um, we never thought it was done and dusted because we know they're a good team. We, was, we were 2 0 up at, at their place the other week um, and they, they come on strong and, and we know they're a good side, so a two goal lead was, was never enough um, and they showed their quality with the goals they scored, I think. So, um, no, they're a good side. Um, credit to them for playing their, their part in what I'm sure was a great tie for the neutral. So. Um, no, yeah, but we're delighted to get through and, and um, yeah, like I said, delighted to, 
to get ourselves a win next week. You held your nerve in the penalty shootout as well. Not quite the same sort of penalty as Lyle Taylor's though. No, yeah, Lyle has his, his <laughs> unique style. Um, yeah, he, he strolls up to it. Um, but yeah, listen, all that matters is it's the back of the net and, and apart from Naby, Wolf, the, it, it, but even though even though Naby missed, he showed the the character and the bottle to get to step up and take one. So um, everyone was fantastic. Um, so proud of the lads. We kept going. Um, and yeah, yeah, I can't really sum it up at the minute. But yeah, I'm really proud. Now two years ago you were in this this final when you were with Bradford on loan. Yeah. Um, you obviously want a different outcome this time because you're being by Millwall. But in, in terms of the importance of the game, you've got the experience, you've, you've been there and you've done it. I think Lyle, maybe the only other one who's been in the playoff final recently. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, I've, I've been there and, and done it before, and I know it's a great, great occasion and a great arena to play in. But I want to make sure we, we get the win this time. So um, yeah, the lads will be ready. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll prepare right and, and, and get ourselves mentally and, and physically ready and, and we'll be ready to go next week. And be a good toss for you up against the likes of Lee Catamol and Grant they're better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it obviously. They're they're, they're good players, they've had great careers and um and yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be a tough test. We know they're a good side all over the pitch, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a test. Um they've done fantastic as well to to get to the final, so we know it's gonna be a tough game but um when it comes we'll be more than ready. Good luck at Wembley. Thank you very much. Cheers. As, uh, as Moose mentioned, obviously you played at Wembley before, and you know, we saw a big crowd tonight. You can now hold the champ players in good stead for going to, to an even bigger stadium next week. Yeah, obviously, yeah, playing in front of a big crowd, obviously, it's, it's, it's different. Um, and yeah, just to mention, that our fans were fantastic tonight, even when it it might have looked like we were we were on the, on the wrong end of the tie, and the momentum was swinging and, and changing the other way. They kept us going and stuck by us, and. And yeah, that, that result for them tonight is is for them. And uh, yeah, we'll get to get to Wembley next week. I'm sure, they'll they'll pack it out again. And um, yeah, it's it, it's yes and no. Like you said, we're gonna. It's, it obviously does prepare you in some ways, but it won't prepare you because Wembley is a totally different different arena. But all the lads are buzzing, and, and and we're looking forward to playing there. And and every player, that's that's. It's one of the best stadiums in the world, and that's where you're going to be playing. Obviously, over the season, it's two very close games between the two sides. Unlucky to lose on the opening day, and probably unlucky not to win back here at the Valley. So, you expect another game, uh, another similar game to that? Yeah, I'd expect it to be tough. Like I said, they're, they're a good side um, with good players, and, and it's going to be a tough test. Uh, yeah, like you said, I watched the, the first game of the season when I, I had an idea that I might be coming here, so I was watching that at home, and I think the lads were brilliant first half, and then obviously Sunday they're a good side, so. Um, they've got the quality, quality to be able to beat you. Um, and then yeah, I was here for the up in the stands, unfortunately for the for the game back here. And yeah, I think second half we were we were the team that looked like going on to win it. So I'd expect it to be a, t- a tough, tight game, um, but we'll be more than ready to to perform. Just finally, Lee said that the team hadn't practiced penalties during the week. Was that a bit of mind games, or had, had you done a little bit in the build up to it? Uh, we had done a few. Um, Listen, I think everyone has it in the back of their mind. It wasn't in our mind to think, oh, we're going to go to penalties. We wanted to, to win the game and, and get the job done within within the 90 minutes, if we're being honest. But, um, listen, like I said, it's, it, even when you take them to the training ground and you and you prepare that way, it never prepares you for the, for the pressure on the night. So, um, yeah, full credit to, to the lads that stepped up and, and just got us through. So, yeah, we're, we're very happy. She
and Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Oh, Taylor Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike. Pass Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. That was Josh Cullen, uh, West Ham Loney here at the Valley. Um, been there and done that. So he played there with Bradford against Mill where they got beat. Um, Lyle Taylor uh, scored in a 2-0 win for, for Wimbledon in a playoff final against Plymouth. Um, Chris Maxwell, the goalkeeper, uh, was in goal for Fleetwood when they got promoted against Burton Albion, I think it was. Uh, Pratters played for Swansea at Wembley. Uh, I think it was against Reading. But so... As players who have played at Wembley, um, do you, I mean we, we we spoke when we spoke to them at the Player of the Year dinner, we we're sort of saying if we get to Wembley, but obviously now we are at Wembley. Um, that experience could be quite important, really. I'm sure. Some, I mean, there'll be plenty of Sunderland players, obviously being the, the big club they are, that have experience of big games as well. But it's helpful that you've got players who know what the day is going to all going to be about, really. Yeah, I think so. And um, obviously, I think the person that springs to mind is Prattley. Um, I think what he done yesterday, I think Tom already touched on it, how good, good he was. And when Morgan come off at half-time, it just shows that, that we needed someone to settle settle the sort of ship, so to speak. And we weren't, we're not as we're most fluid when he's there, but he, he's such a key player in sort of settling them down. And I'm sure he'll do that on Sunday, and, uh, along with the players that you mentioned. But it's just to say, you know, it's just a game of football. If you, I think you try to overthink it sometimes, overplay it. What can happen is players tend to not make the pass they'll usually make because they'll make the safer option because they want to make a mistake and then it then you put yourselves under pressure even more so it's just yeah the, you're looking for the senior pros to just sort of say to the younger ones like relax do what you've been doing for 46 plus games that's all you've got to do and then you, we should win the game of course someone else who has experience of being at Wembley before and of course is going to be there uh, again this year Nathan is your big stupid face because uh, <laughs> you um you you were part of the advertising campaign for Sky last year in yeah. the uh, in the playoffs uh, and you know because we were there they got a fan from each of the sides um, and they yeah. plastered your face up and down Wembley way now Hopefully, we're expecting... I mean, you've done the photo shoot again this year. So, mm. shall we put the challenge out there to anyone going to Wembley uh, next Sunday? If you can get a safe a, a selfie with Nathan's face and, and tweet it to us. I mean, that'll be Could a real... Do. I don't know, because last year it was on... Um, They'd have to stand back to get it all in. Yeah, you have to stand back to get the nose in. But, mm. uh, I don't know if they're... Because I know you've got ones on the um, ones on the wall. You've got one on the sort of lamppost all out Wembley way. We'll find um, it. Don't we'll worry. Find it. Don't you yeah. worry. Just look out for a big honking nose. There's an outside chance it may even be in the tunnel as yeah, well. So imagine might, there, they've got the, the pre the pre game shot of all the players, you know, psyching themselves up, <laughs> and there's Nathan's stupid grinning face <laughs> in the background. So something to look something to look forward yeah. to uh, next week. Right, Liz Edwin says she's uh, so excited about a trip to Wembley. Uh, we've all gone through so much in the last few years. We deserve this, even if we don't win, which of course we will. Uh, it was it was shown. It has shown Roland that. We don't need him. We don't want him. Uh, come on, someone decent. But this is a great club. Yeah, I was thinking about this today. Getting to Wembley just specifically is so big for me because we're one of the last, what, 10, 11 teams that hadn't been there at the, mm. at the current 92. That I, I'm sure this will change as the, week's, as, as the week progresses. But I'm so pleased just to be going there that almost the result won't matter as much because I'm just delighted that as a club and as a fan base, we're getting our... Um, you know our 
our day out which like I say I feel like we've we've deserved but like I say ask me again on Thursday when we're going to do the big match preview I'll be desperate to win because I really want to get back in the championship it's a great league you know and uh, if anything else there's a buffer between us and league two because we don't like we said we don't know what's going to happen next year in terms of the squad in terms of the manager in terms of anything with Roland here so who knows uh, Mark says uh, was it dramatic? It was just another day at the office for the lads. Uh, it all went to plan. Wembley, here we come. And he says, being serious for a second, my heart was racing after it went to extra time. And then when they got their third, oh my God, I'm glad we responded instantly to that. I felt sick during the penalty shootout and then was absolutely elated after that last penalty. <laughs> An incredible day. Right, Adele, the singer's got in, uh, in, involved again. She was here on Thursday. Um uh, belting uh, a few tunes out and she says she, she didn't stop singing all night well that's your job Adele uh, but what I announced for it was roll on uh, Wembley yes yeah, certainly uh, looking forward to it David Nichols says what a roller coaster of emotions I'm still buzzing now and this has got to be the most eagerly awaited show of the season yet well yeah I'll certainly be looking forward to uh, doing this all day the belief and togetherness in the squad uh, is matched by the fans what an, achieve, uh, what an advert for potential new owners uh, not sure how my nerves are going uh, last uh, going to go next week. It's interesting, actually. A lot of people saying, you know, what an advert. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is a great advert because you can see that. You know, I think the club took it out themselves because don't forget the club and Roland are two separate things. It's just annoying that he owns us. Um, you know, there, there is still one hell of a pulse around here at the Valley and in in the in the club, and there's so much potential. And yeah, that is an advert, but. You know, if Roland don't drop his price, then, you know, even if there's a really great advert for a, for a sofa on the DFS sale, if you get there and it's £4 million for a sofa, you ain't going to buy it, no matter how good the advert is. And DFS adverts are, you know, give or take, to be fair. They're not great. Uh, Simon O'Hara said he was almost uh, too nervous to listen in later in case Friday never really happened. Yeah, certainly. And then, uh, David, again, uh, my heart rate went up and up with each step uh, that Lyle Taylor took on the penalty. I mean... Ideally, he he would not do that, in my opinion, <laughs> because. Uh, but at the same time, you, again, it's one of those things you wouldn't change because swag. There is so much swagger in that run-up, isn't mm, there? Ice in his veins, and also <laughs> I think he's taken his penalties like that all season. If he suddenly changes it just for a shootout, I'd be more worried. But he knows what he's doing, and I saw him reply to someone who, who said he was a bit cocky and said, "No, nah, it's not cocky. It's just how I take him because he's obviously." sizing the goalkeeper up and it worked because mm. he completely psyched the keeper out and the keeper didn't dive and yeah. tried to double bluff him and he just slotted he's it in got, the corner he scored every one that he's done like yeah. that so don't forget at the start of the season when he was taking penalties I think he missed a couple didn't mm. he and uh, he wasn't doing that stupid run up but you know, again you call it stupid run up because you know when you're desperate for a penalty shootout to be over you don't need a run up that takes 25 minutes Solly's but, little two stepper will do yeah, that, that's, that's what we like I mean, and, and they're short steps as well of course the size of Solly <laughs> right Coops on the uh, Charlton Life Forum we've still got plenty of emails and tweets to come don't forget we've still got our excellent exclusive interview with Johnny Jackson again Mr. Cholton and uh, so pleased to see him uh, get a chance to go to Wembley but Coop says evening gents I'm just getting over Friday fair play to Donny I thought they played very well and were up for it we looked nervous after the equaliser what a fantastic atmosphere though it just shows what attendances we could attract at the valley when Roland sells up a bit of a nightmare trying to get my tickets over the phone long time in the queuing system after trying without success on Saturday finally got them today though for Wembley dare I make an early score prediction why not 2-1 Cholton in 90 minutes what odds though uh, with the bookies for another 4-4 and penalty 7-6 that's definitely more likely by the way than a, a 2-1 and that's uh, Gary Cooper from Willis cheers for getting involved Coops and then uh, Ouija Addict Heather we had on the show after the Accrington game said uh, never known an atmosphere like that in over 40 years of watching Charlton just superb the Donny players were all on top form whereas the occasion got to us but the team 
never gave up, even when they looked exhausted. Uh, once the aggregate score finished 4-4, I was thinking, here we go, 7-6 on penalties. Thank God it didn't get that far. Roll on Wembley. Uh, we'll hopefully have my voice back by then. Yeah, the, 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 like I say, that 4-4. That why? Why does this keep happening? Like, why can't we just like? It's, it's crazy how these how these things turn up, right? DJ R says from feeling confident after we scored to feeling negative as the game wore on. This team never gives up. Emotional and ecstatic at the end as Charlton have had nothing uh, positive since Roland has been here. So our club deserves it. Thanks to Lee Bayer, Johnny Jackson, and the players for giving me some feeling back. And what a great advert for our great football club. Any interested potential owners must have seen the atmosphere on Friday at a packed valley and the potential uh, that a club. Uh, ran properly without Roland would have um, yeah uh, do, I mean, do, do you think people out there will look at that knife and go oh, I might try and buy that club possibly but until they see the price they probably go nah you're right, mate mm. um, I don't know I mean there must be a reason why there's no one buying it and I, I in my opinion it can only be something due to price um, I don't know you'd hope so I mean I know it's 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 easy for us to say because we could be, we have bias and stuff, but I mean you look it's a London club, it's South River, it's great great connections, bloody blah, blah, all the rest of it, and um, there's a lot of potential here. And then you'd hope it'd it would be attracted to some, but I think that it will be attracted to some. But I think a lot of people will be put off by the price. Mm. Ian Tim said it was good to see Wembley put on a warm up act for us last night. <laughs> Man City winning six 0 in the FA Cup final. Uh, right, John Cooper. Uh, we're going to hear from Johnny Jackson in a minute. And John Cooper says that Jacko deserves everything he's given uh, for. He's given everything for this club through thick and thin. You finally get your day out of Wembley with Charlton, and we couldn't be prouder of what you, Bo, and the players have given us this season. Brad Kemsley says hello from Dubai. Scoring that early didn't help us. Uh, we played not to lose rather than play to win. I'm sure that wouldn't have been Bo's plan, but the occasion seemed to get the better of us and stopped us playing our normal game. But now he says need to be better at Wembley and these flights are booked excellent stuff Brad uh, there's people coming from all over the gaff isn't there all over the world to, to come and watch the addicts at Wembley there's a great video I don't know if the, I, can't, I don't know the name of the person but of uh, someone watching the game on TV out in like America Ohio I think possibly I looked at his, his location and because uh, I was confused at first because he was watching the penalties on TV and you can see out the window it was like but then I looked at where he's from it's like over in America and uh, when the winning, well, the, the the penalty is missed and goes wide, he starts running out the hall celebrating, and the dog joins in. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liam says he's been dreaming of this since I was a kid, and now I can't believe I'll get to see my team play at Wembley. It's going to be a day I'll remember forever, whatever the result. Mike Roberts says I'll be listening in the morning to the podcast. I feel like a child on Christmas Eve. You can't wait. Excellent stuff. Uh, Mike, I hope you enjoy the 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 show. Um Right, what have we got? Chrissy T, what a night. The sad thing was I thought I would never see the Valley like that again, the way it should be with all of us together. The Charlton family coming back together. If they can harness what Boya has created, the potential is massive. Brian Cole, so pleased for everyone who loves Charlton that we are at Wembley. Uh, big thanks for all the Charlton Live team for being so bloody biased and giving so much for our great club. Uh, P.S. Wife not speaking to me. Happy days, Jerry. His wife's a Portsmouth fan. It's probably, it'd probably be worse if they had to face off at Wembley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Brian's obviously <laughs> clearly happy with that. I imagine she's quite happy not to have to speak to Brian too much as well. Uh, I love Brian. He's uh, yeah, he done a good job on uh, on, on on Friday as well, trying to is keep doing, everything together. Is, is he doing the final then? I, I hope so. Because sure that's what they usually. Yeah, do, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, Big Bad Brian will be at Wembley. Actually, that'd be cool. Uh, right, Pete Finch said I had a serious lump in my throat. Uh, as I saw a packed valley at full, oh, normally that's a pie for Pete, but he said uh, it was, uh, 
Uh, at full time, I may have I, I bear hugged uh, Clive Richardson at the end, for which I must apologise. And to some fellow to my left, no idea who he was, uh, but it felt right. No tears. That happened when I watched the highlights. Yeah, it's in, yeah. Like I say I was teary. Um, a little bit of full. Like I was still on air, so I had to try and be calm. Um, when when I went up and hugged Greg and Terry, I had a little bit, and then yeah, when I watched the uh, the highlights back. Uh, also, if you watch um, Millie Edmondson's brilliant uh, fan vlogs, mm. she does. You have to watch that. And when she started, she, you know, she had tears in her eyes when we went three-two down on the or three-one down on the night when Marquis scored, and that sort of brought it back again. Because I mean, that's a, you have to search that. It's a brilliant video. I'll show you really what it was like to be in the uh, you know in the covered end during that uh, during during that game. Um, Ollie said this was the first home game I missed. Heartbreaking stuff. I oh, know, Ollie. Well, I hope, uh, I hope you're going to Wembley at least. Uh, Ian Timms, I was battered, bruised, and emotionally drained. Uh, I hated watching. I think we've read that one out already as well. Yorkshire Addicts says, the mix of emotions from Friday night, and you're making us go through it again. We love it. Yeah, well, that's what the show is all about. Christopher Sloman, it was awful every single minute, but it was bloody brilliant at the same time. Dean Chapman, it was an emotional night. My son was in bits when they scored their third. When Prattley scored, all the fans around us hugged him. Uh, hello to Roy listening to the show in Spain. I hope, you, hope you're doing well, Roy. Bring on uh, Wembley. Richard Justin says, is Lyle the new Clive Mendonca? Both could have joined the Mackhams the previous summer. Another similarity, of course, Clive Mendonca, Sunderland fan as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if there is, if it is set up for anyone to score a hat-trick at Wembley, it's either going to be Lyle or Josh Parker, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm also looking out for their left-back. It's not Michael Brian Gray, is it? But Brian Aviedo, so I'll be uh, putting money on him to miss a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I ain't going to jinx it, George Burkett, we just have uh, absolute scenes <laughs> on Friday. Uh, but I just feel like perhaps if we'd started with a bit of a more experienced lineup, maybe with Pierce in the side, we might have done it in 90. Defence looked very nervous on Friday. Hope they fix it up for Sunday. Come on, you addicts. Will Naby Sarr and Patrick Bauer be the defensive <laughs> partnership at Wembley, Tom? Or will Jason Pierce, with his experience, be asked to come in and fill the void? I do. I think Pierce will come back. Um, and it's, it's a tough call and I'm glad I'm not the one that has to make it but I can see Bo doing it because you you haven't got time to put emotion into that really you've got to think practically and you've got to do what's best for the for the team and I, for me I think Pierce would be able to handle handle it maybe a little bit better it'll be very harsh on whichever one misses out but and there's not of course it's a it's a 90 minute minimum game so there might be the opportunity for the other who misses out from the start to come in but I, I do think he might give Piercy a run out. Mm, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how we don't forget we'll be here on Thursday evening uh with a big match playoff final preview. Uh that of course will be out on podcast as well. By the way, there's so many people listening to the podcast at the moment and um I'd like to say oh it's because we're great, but it's not. It's obviously because the there's so much interest in the club at the moment. Uh, the podcast hasn't got any better. It's the same as it has always been. But there's so much interest in the club at the moment that people are, are sitting down and, and, and enjoying that. So thank you for, for everyone who's listening. And so many messages are coming today as well. So it's great to to share in this moment with you guys uh, as well. Anthony Waghorn is saying it's going to be his third time at Wembley. Uh, come on, you addicts. Yeah, so that would have been last player final in the full Members Cup against Blackburn, I guess. Uh, yeah. Unless he's just gone like like me when and see the Spice Girls there. <laughs> uh, Chris <laughs> Watson just said that on here. Yeah, Chris Watson. <laughs> one thing I didn't think helped us on Friday. Dylan taking absolutely ages to take goal kicks as soon as they equalised. We lost all confidence trying to slow the game for 75 minutes when we should have taken back the initiative <laughs> and played our own game on the front foot. Um, Simon O'Hara wants to have uh, Terry's 
commentary on Rose penalty misses a ringtone. I'm sure I'm sure that can be arranged. I'm sure we can work out how to do that. Sebo, uh, crazy to think that my current run of consecutive uh, games started before the last 1998 playoff final. That's incredible. Yeah, okay, that was only game 16, but I have secured my ticket for next weekend, which will be con- uh, consecutive competitive game 1037. Well done, Seb. Yeah, no one deserves a, a Wembley visit more than you. Sarah Saunders, I had to leave at 94 minutes as I couldn't bear it. I was sick and faint with nerves. Uh, I had to put Louis on alert uh, to keep up on the train, but before it left the station, both teams had scored. Got home though uh, for penalties. Wish I'd stayed in the end. Yeah, there was. I'm, I, I do imagine there was quite a few people who attempted to leave. But Lewis had to. Oh yeah, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Cat for a wedding. Had, yeah, a wedding. Dreadful. I, I would have just missed the wedding. Sort of. Yeah, same. Seriously, I don't care about any of my friends enough to <laughs> go to their wedding over the playoffs I agree Yeah, um, and I like my friends that's why they're my friends uh, MICAFC says a question do the squad get a chance to train at Wembley this week uh, from a 40 year support a credit to the support and the atmosphere created uh, from Fred and the guys all season yeah um, I don't know if they get a chance to train mm-hmm. yeah. but they'll get a chance to walk around won't yeah. they at some point the day before they go down on the Saturday but then yeah. the Saturday's got League 2 hasn't it uh, so yeah, it would be. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, finally, Nathaniel says I've got ESPN Plus in America, so I can watch for free online. The amount of stuff I've broken this week is ridiculous. Nerves, excitement, joy—you name it. So excited for next Sunday. Do us proud, lads. Right, we're going to hear from Johnny Jackson uh, next. We've still got a few of your messages uh, to read as well, so don't worry if you haven't heard your one just yet. But Johnny Jackson, of course, Mr. Cholton himself, the assistant manager uh, to Lee Bowyer. I caught up with him for an exclusive interview in the tunnel after the game on uh, Friday, and again I asked him how he was feeling after that roller coaster ride exhausted emotional oh, just can't describe it really I was crying like a baby on the pitch I hope no one's got any uh, pictures or videos of that because uh, it'd be a bit embarrassing but I just was, just was overcome just I think it was the highs and lows of the game you know nothing's ever simple is it um, been watching all these games recently and thinking god I hope we don't I don't, I don't have to go through that. <laughs> and when we got the early goal, I'm thinking, oh, OK, nice, nice easy night. But I've got to give huge credit to, to Doncaster. They're, they're a very, very good team. And they pushed us to the brink. You know, and, and penalties can go either way. So, you know, in that respect, it's a draw. And, and Grant uh, McCann deserves a lot of credit because he's, he, he's built a great side there. And, and over the two legs, we were very evenly matched. Let's say the form goes out the window when you come into the playoffs. So you look at Charles' home record, the defensive record uh, over the closing stages of the season. And as you say, when you go 1 0 up, it's very similar to people will say to the playoff final in 98. People have thought that the job was done, but I guess you can never take your eye off the ball when it comes to the playoffs. You can't. And uh, we were just <laughs> discussing it in there. I mean, already sort of dissecting it. And I think that. The, We've been defending great and playing brilliantly here, but what, what you can't do in training is is replicate that atmosphere, the pressure, the situation. You just can't replicate it until until it's there and it's happening. And uh, you know you can't help but be affected by it. We're affected by it on the sidelines, so of course the lads on the pitch are going to be affected by it. And to be honest, we didn't play great. Didn't play great. Uh, we didn't pass it like we normally do. We didn't defend as well as we normally do. But who cares? <laughs> who cares for tonight? We'll sort of we'll, we'll let them off of that one. Uh, we will have a look at it. We'll dissect, dissect it because you won't. Well, no, we didn't win the football game, but you won't always have success doing that. But you know, 
with the with the situation is understandable. I remember you saying towards the end of your career that you would you would have loved to have had a chance to play at Wembley, but to, to coach there is that the, the next best thing, I guess. Next best thing, yeah. Um, last season when we got knocked out, I was still a player, but you know, really, I, I, I was coaching mainly. I was obviously already assistant to Lee, and uh, it was like probably the lowest moment in my career because I really felt that we'd get to Wembley. So. Um, at one stage, I thought, oh, I thought it was slipping away again. So to go there would be, yeah, I'd love to have played there as a player. It didn't happen, but I'm, I'm not like feeling. Like, at the moment, I'm just sort of so happy and proud of, of everyone, like, uh, and I can't wait to get the opportunity to to go to Wembley as part of a brilliant squad of lads, and uh, hopefully we can finish it off. And we certainly saw some character on the pitch, but what about in the stands as well? Even even when we went behind, they never shut up tonight. Unbelievable. I knew it would be like that. I knew it. You know, as soon as you, you're seeing the numbers that we was doing on, on tickets, I knew, I knew. Like some of these lads have never seen it like that. I have. And uh, like, maybe, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it like that. It was incredible. Like when that first goal went in, it was just mayhem. And then there you are, you know. The highs and lows of the game, and they're sticking with us, and uh, obviously pitch invasion at the end. Um, I, I've never seen that, not 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 on that scale anyway, and not not for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, just just like overcome really, just so so happy and proud of, of everyone associated with the football club tonight. Well, I hope you enjoy your week and uh, a big week as well, but I look forward to seeing you at Wembley. Cheers then. There we go, there's Jacko. Uh, in the tunnel after the game, I could tell he was drained and tired and we all were mm. uh, really, you know, I was walking up to the pub after the game. I was, it was a bloody big hill that hill as well, wasn't it, up to the Swan, but uh, walked in and uh, I just couldn't speak to anyone. Like I, I'll tell you, like I sat down, and I just couldn't speak to anyone. Like uh, in fact, Alex Clark has just tweeted in. Uh, she was coming out of the pub as I was going in. I sort of recognised her. So sort of tries to wave or something. She said something. I just went, yeah. And just walked in. I, I, I couldn't speak. But uh, uh, Alex tweets in saying, I didn't enjoy anything on Friday other than the first few minutes of our uh, and our opening goal, hoping it means a less dramatic final, celebrating my 30th birthday and next weekend too. So what a present promotion would be. Or what a dreadful birthday it could be as well. So <laughs> hope that goes well for you, Alex. Uh, Anthony Wagon said it would never be the Spice Girls. I'm not sad like you, mate. So he's, uh, his trip to Wembley doesn't oh, include the Spice Girls. Yeah, I'm not sad. I'm happy Bl- at the moment. Block. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's banned. He's never getting the tweet read out, read out of the show again. Uh, Matthias, uh, well, here we go. Rob Waghorn, uh, who is obviously related to Anthony, says, I went to see Wham at Wembley. That's not any better, is it? Come on. Uh, so he's been at least three times, plus England games too. Matthias says, an emotional evening on Friday. First time I've seen Charlton. Uh, I'm going to Wembley on Sunday. I'm making a weekend of it. Should be a great game. Hopefully see you there, Matthias. That's going to be uh, brilliant. John Clary, what a fantastic night to celebrate with family and friends. We never do it the easy way. Best atmosphere I've witnessed. Uh, at the valley when it's going it was it was just just an amazing atmosphere and well done to everyone who, who played a part in that right let's uh, Bert Palmer asking 
uh, if we confirm if we're wearing red, which we can. The club confirmed it themselves. Uh, Sunderland will be wearing black, unfortunately. They haven't got a mustard-coloured kit anymore. But, you know, as long as they bring Michael Gray out of retirement, I don't care what kit they wear, really. Uh, Lawrence says, hi, Gail. Uh, hi, 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 guys. There we go. He, he spelled it right. That was my problem. That was. No. Um, yeah, well, Charlton, don't do it the easy way. First off, fair play to Donny. Uh, they played off, off, off the park and penalties are cruel. Friday, we were nervous. All the fans clearly got to the players. I'm worried for Wembley. Yeah, I did... I, We'll see how we handle it. That'll be quite interesting. That's why the experience question will come into it. The younger players certainly didn't have a good day. I hope the older, cooler heads uh, like Prattley and Williams can calm them. Williams, we didn't really mention. He was brilliant when he came on. Really good. uh, can calm them and guide them to a calmer game. When Roe missed the penalty, I didn't realise right away that we were through. It took the screams of the fans to bring me to reality. Then the explosion of emotion. I didn't run onto the pitch. I wish I had. Uh, onto Wembley. I don't think my heart can take another 4-4 or penalty issue out. On a last uh, note, if any potential buyers are looking for a club, uh, as you can see, Charlton is a sleeping giant and the fans will return uh, once our owner is gone. Come and get us. But again... Um, it's up to the owner to. It's a sleeping giant. It's a giant price, unfortunately, and that and that's and that's the the weird situation we're in. Uh, F James, good evening, chats. We're nearly there. Football's a slender uh, margins. I was watching back the game and how close was deals to pushing away Butler's goal. Uh, we also had uh, two obvious pens and non-existent marking of that Millwall fella and the gleeful delight of um, uh, of him missing his penalty. Yeah, that was good. Yes, I ain't shown his face around West Wickham since. And uh, uh, <laughs> add all these together. Uh, and we go marching on to Wembley with the knowledge that we played woefully below par and we are still one game away from going up. We have similarities with 98 and that is why I'm confident we will go up. However, slender fine margins are painful. Keep the faith, everyone. Cheers for that, Ev. Uh, Daniel uh, Trafin says, are you able to start a poll to ask where all our fans are flying in from? I know, free from Australia. Well, feel free to tweet us. Uh, if you're coming in from, from abroad, we'd be really interested to see. Maybe we can read those out on Thursday. Also, I've got to try and do this subtly. If we go up, and I want, I want you to tweet me this, tweet at Louis Mend. If we go up, do you think we should have a coach parade in Greenwich the day after? Subtly, I'm being asked to try and gauge opinion on this, but I think we should. Tom thinks we should. Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what people think. Uh, so if we go up should we have a coach party uh, you know an open top bus parade I think we need one as a club I think we need that sort of thing obviously I'm not saying we're definitely going up but I'm like I say I'm subtly gauging opinion for someone else so let me know uh, if you think we should have a, a coach party um Phil says, hi guys, what a game, what an evening, congratulations to Bayer and the team and the staff, uh, but most of all congratulations to the fans, uh, the support at times has had me in tears, it has to be the best 40, uh, the best in 43 years watching Cholton, uh, I feel that even though we have a madman bankroll in our club, it's still ours and he's hijacking of the club uh, website and his petty rants. <laughs> It will soon be gone and we can take our club to new heights. What a ridiculous rant he put on the website the last couple of weeks as well. But I'm not going to say. Stuart Beadle says, I'm the team coach driver. And I say, yes, there we go. Right, it's decided. (laughs) Uh, There we go. I'm trying to get myself on. If there is a coach, I'm definitely trying to get myself on that. Heather McKinley says, yes, as well. So that's two people who think we should have a coach party. Like I say, I think we need it. And uh, I I think I've been really subtle there in making it clear that someone's asked me to try and gauge opinion. So well done. Well done to me there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. Right. 
uh, where else have we got? Uh, Wheeler says, uh, just look back uh, for the first time. I ever tweeted you guys was in 2014. I had some really horrible times and sent in a lot of negative tweets over the years. But to be going to Wembley is the stuff of dreams. I never thought this would happen. K, Sarah, Sarah. Uh, yeah, I mean, over the course of the last, well, I can't remember how long I've been doing this show. Probably since about 2012, not hosting, but being on it. We've been through some absolute rubbish. So to be doing a show ahead of Wembley, I'm I'm very, very pleased to be doing it. Right, we've got some excellent emails that have come in as well. Mark Newbury says, whoops, uh, evening chaps. Hope you've recovered from Friday. It was stressful enough watching on TV, so I can't imagine for how, uh, how it was for you fellas in the ground. We didn't cause them the problems we did in the first leg, but we showed what a team can do with its back against the wall, and Donny didn't have anything to lose, so it became a test of character uh, for us, one which we passed in a tense penalty shootout. Good news is I have a ticket for Sunday. Bad news is for Comic-Con. I, mean, I don't even know what that is, Mark, but get rid of that uh, got a ticket before we had a sniff of Wembley but to be honest I don't think my heart could take a game like last time and I'll be sat at home watching we can repeat the mark this is your one chance to go to Wembley with Charlton come on come on I don't like I don't know what Comic Con is but don't go to it uh, Chris Durban uh, says Wembley tickets hi I never contacted the program before but I wonder if any other ish, uh, other supporters have had issues contacting the club regarding tickets I couldn't get through on phone and online uh, option proved difficult in desperation I've asked my daughter to try and fortunately she managed to get tickets as a season ticket holder I should have been able to obtain four tickets but my system uh, but the system only allowed my daughter free I'll listen tonight with great interest in your experience and other supporters I've supported Charlton for over 50 years and feel desperately disappointed that I won't be able to take my daughter uh, to Wembley love your programs are going to miss my Thursday and Sunday evening fix. Thanks for for that, Chris. I obviously I haven't had to buy a ticket, but you guys has it been yes, okay. No, mums, yeah. Mums I don't, I don't know what. But Pete, I've heard some people, have people heard said it yeah, online, yeah. but I don't know what the problem is online. Because I yeah. know before, well, I know people having yeah. problems reserving their season yeah. ticket seats. As long as you follow the what the website well, probably says. having problems reserving their season ticket seats because the games at Wembley. And this no, no, no. We had problems <laughs> before, but I don't know yeah. if it's the same sort of All where right. people weren't looking at the website. Yeah. So if well, if uh, if you're still having problems uh, to. Uh, Chris, it, I think it goes on a more general sale at some yeah, point. Tomorrow. So uh, yeah, so have a look and see, hopefully you'll be able to get another one. Even if you're not sat together, like I say, everyone who wants to go, you have to make sure you get your tickets because you know it's not not quite once in a lifetime. But like I say, unless you're you're in the, in the front row for Spice Girls, you don't get to go to Wembley very often. Uh, Bob Liscombe. Evening one and all, hands up to anybody who can say they actually enjoyed the game on Friday. Everyone's touching the floor in here. Uh, I certainly didn't follow. Uh, I certainly didn't following our early strike being. A half-empty type of guy. I thought it was not going to go our way. This carried on until the penalties. And I hadn't realised if they missed, and thank Lord that they did, that we had won. I guess Wembley will be the same with so much at stake. I can't bear to think about that after all the team have done that we could possibly lose. But that's Wembley. It's not It's not a place for losers, but it happens, doesn't it? So let's see. Um, right. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Hendrick has just tweeted in. Donny fans, neutrals, and some Charlton fans saying Donny deserved to go through. Uh, they outplayed us and was a much better team. Do these people not realise that the playoffs is over two legs? We were much better in the first leg over the two. It was probably a draw and then penalties is a lottery. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It seems like you say if you base it on, on Friday night's game, we deserve to go through because we went through, but you know it wasn't easy, put it that way. Uh, but yeah, you know, we... we you forget that that first half in particular over at Doncaster Rovers, we completely outplayed them. And so we did deserve to uh, to go through and go to Wembley, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, Pete Finch says, taking a leaf out of Huddersfield, but we are still unbeaten in the league at the Valley as Friday was a playoff game. In fact, uh, and B, we actually 
uh, one and C refer to A. <laughs> yeah, if we're going, yeah, effectively, we. I was trying to work out if that was our home unbeaten league run gone. I don't know if it counts no. statistically, but you know, let's let's not say one, it. We? Yeah, right. Nice message here. Uh, Heather McKinley, by the way, the moment was right uh, when Donnie started singing K Sarah Sarah when they went 3 1 up. Prattley soon shut them up. Prattley shut a few of us up, to be mm. fair, this season, hasn't, hasn't he? So uh, uh, there we go. Right, final message that's come in, and hopefully I've got them all. Obviously, we've had a lot in today, so if I've missed uh, missed you guys, I'm I'm sorry, but thanks for engaging with the show anyway, and uh, you'll have another chance on Thursday. Uh, Ollie says, this time next week, we will know if we're promoted or not. I'm already nervous, and I can't wait. It's going to be a long week, isn't it, chaps? Mm. I wasn't nervous till I just remembered that. Yeah, well done, Ollie. <laughs> ruined that. For that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're going to preview the game on, on Thursday, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, we'll, we'll get someone from from the the Roker report, probably Nathan actually, to to <laughs> to, uh, to to speak about the game. We'll um we'll 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 preview. It. We'll look back at our previous games. We'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll get a bit of bows or someone uh, throughout the course of the week. But you know, I'm really looking forward to it. But as I said, you know. We're going to Wembley, first time in 21 years, and everyone to do with this club at the Valley and at the training ground, not in Belgium, deserves it. And I really can't wait to see you all there. It's going to be a fantastic night. We've come to the end of the show. That has flown by, because apparently when you've drawn like nil nil away at Berry and you have to come in on a Sunday night, that is a long show. But tonight is whizzed by. Um, So thank you all for listening. So many of you have got in touch because this is a great moment to share how happy we are with the fact that we are going to Wembley. It's been brilliant to share it with you two, uh, Tom and Nathan. Thank you for coming in. Cheers, Louis. I've been Louis Mendes. This has been a Charlton Life special as we celebrate the fact that we're at Wembley. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back here on Thursday with a big match playoff final Wembley preview. But for tonight, we're going to say goodbye. We're going to say K Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley.